Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. As people of God, it's important that we know the heart of God. When you're talking about the heart of a person, you're talking about a person's innermost being, scripturally, or from the Bible, or the the center of that person, who that person really is. When we're talking about God and the heart of God, it is the essence of who he is. Because we know his character. And we know his character by the word of God, by his word. And when we're speaking about his word, we mean, of course, the Bible, which are the scriptures. But we also mean the Lord Jesus, who is the word. He is the word of God. And in John chapter 1, verse 1, verses 1 through 5, and this is the King James Version of the Bible of Scripture. And it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and his life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. See, when we're speaking of the heart of God, we're speaking of the heart and the essence of who the Lord Jesus is. Because the scripture in the book of John that I just shared with you clearly speaks to us, speaks, speaks to us and teaches us that Jesus is the word of God. And he was with God from the beginning. We also find out in the book of John that Jesus became flesh, the word, the word of God, who Jesus is, became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And it was the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So when we're looking at the heart of God, we're looking at the heart of who the Lord Jesus is. What is on God's heart? And I asked the Lord that I asked him, what is on his heart during this age, during this time in which we're living? And the only way we can know what's on the heart of God is if we ask him as I did. When I asked him about what's on his heart for today, the day that we're living in, he gave me two words, justice and righteousness. And then there was a scripture that immediately came to my mind when he spoke those two words to me. And the scripture is found in Micah, and it's in chapter 6, and it's in verse 8. And it is the English standard version of the scripture. And it reads, He has made it clear to you, mortal man, what is good and what the Lord is requiring from you to act with justice, 
to treasure the Lord's gracious love and to walk humbly in the company of your God. When we're looking at justice and righteousness, this scripture broke it down to us and it broke it down in terms of how God is speaking to us through the prophet Micah. First of all, he's referring to us as mortal man. We're just mortals. We're not gods. We're mortals. So that's, that in itself is a contrast between himself and us. And he's sharing with us what he's requiring. And what he's requiring is good. And he goes on to, to tell us his gracious love for us to treasure that. And all of us to walk with him humbly in, in his company, in fellowship with him. That's what's important to him. And when I asked about what's on his heart, and when he told me those words, justice and righteousness, this scripture really expounds on the justice, us acting in justice. And so I took a look at the word justice. I looked it up in dictionary.com. And the meaning of the word justice was the quality of being just and being just means to be fair or to be right. And then it says righteousness or moral rightness. So that's what justice is. And then I looked up the word righteousness because that was the second word. And the meaning of righteousness is the quality of being right in the eyes of God, meaning in your character, which is your nature. In your conscience, which is your attitude. In your conduct, which is the action that you take. And command, which is your word. So God is looking at, in total, righteousness. And righteousness also is when we're in right standing, in right relationship with God. That's also righteousness. Today's episode of a new creation is God's heart pathway to righteousness. Lately, I'm sure you've noticed that we've been hearing from our community and from all over this country calls for social justice. And in those cases, it's man's attempt to create their own idea of justice and they want their own idea of justice without the wisdom that comes from God. Remember when I just told you the definition of justice, I said it was the quality of being just. That's being fair, being right. Righteous or moral rightness. Now, that definition that I gave you justice was the, the definition that I gave you from the perspective of God's definition of justice. But man uses their own reasoning. Human beings use their own reasoning and their own definition of justice. And generally, it is very different from the way God looks at justice. So when we're looking at what the Lord's heart is in terms of justice and righteousness, we look to his word to give us direction of what he values as justice, what he values as righteousness. And then it's up to us to fulfill what he has in his heart for us to fulfill. Now, when I ask God, the reason why I ask God 
about what was going on because we see all around us chaos. We see all around us rebellion. We see all around us injustice and disorder. And the only one who can really put things in perspective for us is the Lord, is the Holy Spirit. And when I asked him about what was going on, he sent me to a particular passage of scripture that I had never studied before. And I'm going to share it with you now. He sent me to Psalm chapter 82 and it's verses two and four. And I'm going to read you the English Senate version of the scripture. And it reads, how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? And after that, it says, Selah, S-E-L-A-H. And that means meditate on that. So when I asked God what was in his heart, and one of the words was justice, in this scripture, he asked the question. And I'll, I'll set this scripture up for you. I'm thinking about that now. When I went to the scripture, it one of the translations of the, of, the, of the scripture that I read, it went into the background of a court scene. And if you've ever been in court, you'll notice that whenever the judge comes, there will be an announcement of everyone to stand because the judge is coming in. And then the judge will be seated and preside over his courtroom. That was the same scene of this particular scripture. In this particular scripture, in the trans, another translation that I read, it says that God is coming to, he's coming into the courts. He's calling his court. And in the court, he's there. He is the judge. He is, of course, the just judge. But he also has other judges in there that are under his rule, his rulership. And there are judges that are the judges that are on the earth. If you read Psalm 82, and if you read various translations, one will refer to God as being the judge, of course, and it also will refer to God's in the little g, G-O-D-S. In the scripture and in the Bible, sometimes you'll see the word little g, G-O-D-S, referring to God's, and it usually means an individual that God has given authority to, yet they are below God. God is the righteous judge. He is the supreme ruler over all the earth and over everything, but he uses people, people that he places in authority to get his work done throughout the earth. And that's what's happening in the courtroom. So here, God is just asking the question, how long will you judge? He's speaking to those other lowercase G-O-D-S, gods or judges. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? He's asking them when you, he's asking them, how long are you going to allow the wicked to continue unjustly? You're ruling in an unjust manner. He's talking to the judge, to the judges and by their ruling in an unjust manner, they're allowing the wicked to continue. They're accepting the behavior of the wicked and God wants us to meditate on that. And the reason why he wants us to meditate on that, he's asking us the same questions in our lives. Are there instances where we are ruling unjustly? We're making decisions that are not just before God. That's very important. We have to keep that in mind because remember, God's definition of justice 
It is the quality of being just or being fair or being right. It is similar to righteousness, which is the other word that he gave us. So we have to examine our lives. Are we being fair? Are we being just with people and in our various dealings? And the second the second verse is defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. And I'll go on to the fourth verse. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. I don't believe it was a coincidence when I asked the Lord what was going on. And he gave me the words justice and righteousness. Because in this scripture, it is explaining how when the people who God puts in position to rule and they rule unjustly, there are repercussions to that. And he's pointing out the people that should be defended by these judges, by these rulers, the poor, the fatherless, those who are afflicted, those who are needy. And then they're supposed to deliver them. But that's not what's happening here. And I believe God placed it on my heart to share this with you today because he wants all of us who belong to him, who are in the household of faith, even though we're living in a generation and in a world where people are ruling, people in leadership are ruling unjustly. He wants those of us who ourselves are in leadership. And even if we're not in leadership, he wants us to fulfill his assignment of what's on his heart by us showing his kingdom when we have interactions with people. How do we show his kingdom? By representing him and being like him, being just, being righteous in all of our dealings with people so that they can see the kingdom of God and know that there are people who are just, there are people who are righteous and will rule accordingly. When God gives us an opportunity to, to be in leadership, as well as just our day-to-day -day interactions with people, and it draws people to the Lord. See, every generation has a responsibility to step into their prophetic purpose. And it is the purpose that the Lord Jesus has called, called us for in this particular age, the age that we're living in. And this is a command to the body of Christ. As I said earlier, we are to fulfill the heart of God. Now, I mentioned a prophetic purpose. I want to take a look at that word purpose. Purpose or one's purpose is the reason for which something is done or created for which something exists. Let me read that again. A purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So in the case of early when I said God wants us to fulfill and step into our prophetic purpose for this particular generation, for this, this particular age, that means that he created us for this purpose. And if he created us for this purpose, he's going to equip us to be able to fulfill his purpose. Talking about God's heart, which is a pathway to righteousness, so important to God. 
And speaking of righteousness, the scripture reads in Romans chapter 4, verse 3, and I'm going to read the NIV version of the scripture. It reads, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteous. See, when Abraham believed what God said, when he believed that God wanted him to leave the land of the earth of the Chaldeans and he left as God told him and he went to a place where God would direct him to, he didn't even know where he was going, but he believed God. And then when God gave him the promise that he and Sarah would have an heir, he believed God, even though he was older and Sarah was beyond the age of conception. She was 90 years old. And so what God spoke to Abraham had to be something supernatural in that case. And that's why the word of God says that Abraham believed God. And so God counted him, credited him for being righteous. In other words, he was right before God. And that's what we all want to be. We want to be right before God and we want to fulfill the purpose for which God has us here on the earth. That is so very important. And I'm talking about God's heart, pathway to righteousness. In James chapter 4, verse 17, it's the New King James Version of the Scripture. It reads, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. See, God points out justice and righteousness because he expects us to walk in justice and to walk in righteousness because that is who he is. And I mentioned earlier, we know the heart of God because we know who he is. We know his character, which has been demonstrated to us through the Lord Jesus. When the Lord Jesus came here on earth and his earthly ministry, he was here for 33 years, but his earthly ministry was for three years. He turned the whole world around. He brought in a new divine order, as I mentioned in last week's episode. And so we are responsible to when we see something and we know we should do good and we don't. It is sin. God expects us to do the right thing. One example I want to bring up of doing the right thing, there's a such thing that we live in today called cancel culture. And I mentioned it before, but I didn't get in much detail about it. But I want to talk about it today because it ties into us doing what's on God's heart, which is a pathway to righteousness, being righteous in his sight, being just in his sight. The Goya Foods founder, he's, he actually was the CEO. His father was the founder, the CEO. His name was Robert Unanue. That's his name, Unanue. He met with President Donald Trump in July of this year, July of 2020. And he was talking to Donald Trump about a plan that the government had. It's called the Hispanic Prosperity Initiative. He When the government was the government was partnering with parents and children so that kids could attend schools of their choice. When the CEO of Goya Foods had that meeting with Donald Trump, he received death threats. He received such 
condemnation from various people because he met with Donald Trump. Now, I'm sure some of the people who may not have agreed with his meeting with Donald Trump could have used a different way of expressing that, but instead they canceled him. They started to to uh, condemn him through social media. They, as I said before, they threatened him. In other words, we live in a culture where if, if certain people don't agree with, with what another person's actions are or what they may say, they, they practically try to cancel them or destroy them. And we as people of God are to stand against that. That is unjust. And when we see those things happen, we should speak against them. Talking about God's heart, a pathway to righteousness. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 14 and 15, and it's the New Living Translation version of the scripture. It reads, our courts oppose the righteous and just, justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. Talking about God's heart, pathway to righteousness and pathway to justice. This scripture clearly sets the stage for what we're facing today. And I mentioned it earlier with, with the cancel culture. Isaiah speaks about how the courts are opposed to righteousness. They are not making righteous orders. Of verdicts. Their verdicts are not righteous. Saying, he says justice is nowhere to be found. If there's injustice and there's unrighteousness, then truth can't come forth. And then it says truth, truth stumbles in the streets. You can't even find truth in these courts. God is calling us to be just, to uphold justice, and to uphold righteousness. And that's what his heart is. And those attributes of what is are what is expected from his people. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 25, and it's the English Standard Version of the scripture, it reads, For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Talking about God's heart pathway to righteousness. I want to talk to those right now who may feel in their heart right now that they want to draw closer to this God who is a God of justice and a God of righteousness. And they may feel as if they've been victims of injustice. I want you to know right now today that God wants to, to draw you to him so you will know justice, you will know truth from the only one who is the arbiter of all truth and of all justice and God who is love. So I want you to open up your heart right now and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know that you love me. I know that Jesus loves me and I want to be saved this day. I know that you raised Jesus from the dead after three days and now he's sitting at your right hand and he's praying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for loving me. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for a new creation.
And remember, a new creation exists for you to know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. You can find Phyllis is a New Creation in Google Podcast. Just search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And I hope you will subscribe. The blessings of the Lord makes everyone on this, this podcast life rich and it adds no sorrow to it. I pray and decree and declare that your seed, even that those who are Right now, in the womb, those who are yet to be born, those in the next generation in your family will know the Lord. And it is indeed so. Have a wonderful day.